Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 1942's Casablanca, directed by Michael Curtiz and starring Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Um, I stayed in semi-classic Hollywood, but I went pre-code this time. And I also stayed with one of your recommendations and watched Tonight or Never. Um, nice, yes. dude. Good movie. Yeah. You know, Gloria Swanson... Um, I had never heard of it somehow before you talked about it, and I watched it, and I was very impressed. I just, you know, Gloria Swanson was really a great face yeah. and, uh, and a great actress, and, like, I, I love how she, um, her most famous role is, like, talking about a fictional version of herself, but right. is actually herself. Right. You know? Like, Norma Desmond is this person. I know. Yeah. Yeah, someone who came out of the silent era mm-hmm. and still managed to be uh, be around a little bit, and then, you know, but, but really became uh, famous later on for, like... Uh, not making it out of the silent era somehow. And, you know, right. it's it's a really cool movie. What did you think of the the scene in the hotel when she's trying to, like, get her way with them? Man, that... That was weird. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was unexpected, <laughs> and I, I was just kind of like, you know, what is she doing? And the whole time I'm thinking to myself, dude, why don't you just tell her what's going on? I know, right? You know, why are you being so <laughs> cruel? You know? Yeah, he plays this game the whole time. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I guess that's part of the pre-codeness of it, like... You couldn't really make scenes like that. Yeah. Once the code took full force. I, I know exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was it was way sexier than what you see in black and white films from the 1930s yeah. afterward. And the know? subject matter, of Absolutely. course. Absolutely. She yes. just wants to get laid. Yes. Basically. I know. That, that 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 was the thing. It's like like people are actually openly talking about getting laid and having sex, and it's it's really jarring to see that in such an old film. Yeah. It's it's great though. Yep. Um, I did. I definitely strayed from classic Hollywood. I was on vacation recently, and we came back, and there was a DVD at the Airbnb we had, and it it was Waterworld, everybody. Waterworld. So we threw on 1990-somethings Waterworld, <laughs> and dude, that movie's so bad, but so awesome at uh-huh. the same time. Yeah. Like, it is just a textbook example of Hollywood excess and thinking you know what audiences want, and you don't <laughs> really. Man, It, but it's so fun. Like, the whole earth is covered in water global warming anybody like yes. even in the early 90s they were telling us so. i know dude if you guys haven't seen it and you like cheesy action movies especially from like the early 90s in that era where they were peaking you'll enjoy it man right watch it <laughs> um there's a water world attraction at universal studios is it still there it's still there wow like, you, you go to the you go to see like an action spectacular at universal studios and uh-huh. the theme is water world Yep. And there's like a, you know, a Dennis Hopper character and a Kevin Costner and a Gene Triplehorn and a, and a kid. Yeah. Um, and I, I know it, it's it seems like the, the craziest thing with, with all the Indiana Jones and, and Miami Vice stuff they do. They yeah. for some reason picked Waterworld as another yep. attraction. I saw the Raiders one, man. Yeah. It was cool. It was a good one. It was really cool. They recreated the, the plane scene. Right. Oh, dude. Oh, I know. Yeah, the, that is awesome. It's awesome. Um, all right, so let's move into some good movie territory, Dave. Why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Okay, you got it. Um, so this is, of course, like you said, a good movie. Uh, this is a great movie. This is and one of the most famous films of all time Yeah. Uh, in which an American exile uh, who owns a club in Morocco during World War II um, and has tried to isolate himself from world affairs is forced to get involved with the resistance because the love of his life unexpectedly shows back up. And um, I called it one of the most famous movies, but that's an understatement. This movie is like the movies, you know, capital M movies. And no matter what generation you come from, you're either you're aware of it, even if you haven't seen it. And you're just like also kind of familiar with its uh, 
most famous yeah. scenes and and uh, most famous images, and it's just it's just part of the culture. Yeah, it, it permeated the culture, yep. and it captured the zeitgeist at the time, like which is probably partly why it has such a hold on, uh, especially American cinema. Yes, uh, but it was lightning in a bottle, you know, that happened at the right time. And really captured everyone's attention. Yes. And it hasn't left. And rightfully so. Like, it is a fantastic movie. I mean, it's almost kind of... It, it's weird to say that Casablanca is underrated, but I think that a lot of younger people... I mean, like, if, if you weren't born... If you weren't around in the 1940s, you saw right. it way after it came out. But, like, people of different generations, they, they go into it hearing that it's the greatest movie of all time, so they have, like, this expectation. Yeah. And then they, they come away from it kind of going, oh, man, they were expecting to be absolutely blown away. And then they see it a second time, and they're like, oh, wait a minute. It is as good as, as what everybody says it was. They just got to give it a second right, chance. Right, exactly. You're expecting to have your mind blown when you yeah. watch it, right? And it, it doesn't really do that. But you think about it, and it doesn't leave you. It's one right. of those movies that sticks with you, and you think about it, and you're just like, wow, that... That is great. I know. Like, holy cow. Yeah, exactly. Even before you sit down to watch it a second time, it just kind of like you remember it. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. You know, like this is an amazing story. Yeah. Um, and I can see why it's so iconic. You're almost compelled to rewatch it. Unforgettable stuff. Um, well, let's get into what, what happened yes, here. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm assuming most people listening have probably seen it. And if you haven't, go check it out. I mean, and if you're afraid of spoilers, you know our format. We're going to spoil the crap out of this movie. So right. if you haven't seen it and you don't want to be spoiled, pause the podcast, go watch it right now, and then come back. Yes, I mean, exactly. Now's your chance. Yeah, so this is your warning, everybody. We <laughs> usually don't warn about spoilers, but for this one, go go do it. Imagine the person who's pissed <laughs> off about a podcast in 2023 that spoiled Casablanca for them. You know? <laughs> right. They didn't warn me. Well, sorry. Exactly. At least we didn't spoil Waterworld. <laughs> Yes, Has anyone right. talked about Waterworld and Casablanca <laughs> at the same time before? It's we might be the first. I know this. This is this is a ground <laughs> groundbreaking. Stuff. Yep, cinema history right here. <laughs> so the <laughs> the movie takes place in Casablanca, Morocco. Yeah, you know, French Morocco, um, in the early 1940s. I think it takes place in 42. Yes, it's it's right like current time. Yep. So basically, everyone is fleeing Europe to go to America and the trail to get there leads a lot of people to Casablanca. Yeah. Because that's their only way to get to Lisbon, Portugal to cross the ocean. And the opening narration gives you the, uh, the path that everybody has to follow. You got to cross the Mediterranean. You got to like go to Marseille first, cross the Mediterranean, go to Oran, uh, mm-hmm. and then go to Casablanca. And then from Casablanca, you get to Lisbon and from Lisbon, you can take a boat to America. Yeah. Um, Good man. times, everybody. I know, geez, it's quite, I mean, that that is one hell of a journey, you know? Mm. Um, so the main thing here is Rick's Cafe, right? So that's yeah. Humphrey Bogart's character, Rick. World famous, apparently in the movie, world famous. Everybody yeah. knows about Rick's. I know, so somehow like Rick it's is... It's like Cheers, man. Everybody knows your name. <laughs> yes. Well, everybody knows the name of this one guy. Yeah. I mean, like everybody just knows that like Rick Blaine is this storied nightclub owner in Morocco. I mean, yeah. I, I, who okay, you know, I'll I'll buy it. Yeah, I guess um probably because of the war and everyone fleeing, they go to Rick's right. and Rick's place is much like the cantina in Star Wars, you know? Like <laughs> yeah. everyone's all these shady people are hanging out, deals it's, are going down, yeah. you know, like It's a wretched hive of You're getting villainy. transportation to other systems, sure. you know. <laughs> That's right. Lisbon, America. I mean, <laughs> Tubaca will take you to America, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> Peter Lorre's ship is, is in a hangar somewhere. Right, yeah, Jabba's there. <laughs> I guess you could say, like, Sidney Greenstreet is Jabba the Hutt. He is very much yeah. Jabba the Hutt. He's a, he's a fat gangster who has his fingers in everything. He's got his own club. He yes. wants more. Yeah. And, like, uh, Rick has kind of a, a, a weird relationship with him where he, he might owe him money or something. Right, yeah. Yeah, that, that's true. And he's he always trying yeah. to buy Rick's. And, yeah, he is yeah. Jabba. And his name is Ferrari, which I love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he wears a weird fez the yeah, whole thing. Right. It's, uh, man. <laughs> um so yeah. I mean the the thing here is like there's uh, a guy named Victor Laszlo, right? He's like uh, a rebel against the Nazi party. A resistance he's, fighter. Yeah, resistance fighter leader and he's escaped multiple times from their clutches. After spending time in a concentration camp, he's got out. He's escaped them several times. Now he's in Casablanca, and he's trying to get to America. And the Nazis are hot on his trail. Right. And before we meet Laszlo, we first meet Peter Lorre, who's one of yeah. just like the like the the cafe. Uh, Rick's American is like full of people. I mean, it's a yeah. big place, and it's it's you know like it's tons of customers. And Rick uh, is sitting in the back, and. Peter Lorre comes up to him, and the, the narration had told us originally that, like, at somewhere along the line in the desert, um, two German officers carrying letters of transit were murdered, and the, the letters were stolen, and we find out that Peter Lorre has got them. Yeah. Uh, because he's one of these guys who lives, who, who now is in Casablanca, who's, like, kind of a, a black market... Uh, he's ha- like a coyote, almost. Yeah, exactly. And he, and he helps Europeans, uh, you know, refugees get to America. Um, for a fee for a profit exactly and he's got these signed visas that that you know will will guarantee someone passage to lisbon Mm -hmm. uh, and he gives them to rick to hold yeah and um you know obviously these are very valuable he trusts rick and he tells rick he's the only one he trusts because rick is such an asshole i think yes that he's the only one he trusts because he's completely honest right all the time, he he, he doesn't lies. hide his feelings. <laughs> no, ever. No, he's really <laughs> upfront about his isolationist policies. Uh huh. Um, and he is like the most cynical bastard you've ever met. Mm-hmm. Like he just he can't. I remember when we were talking when we were doing Taxi Driver. I um, I was pissed off at Travis Bickle for his whole thing of like I'm not too interested in politics. And yeah. I don't really follow that stuff. <laughs> I, I hate those kind of people, you know, because I I think like how can you not be engaged with the world and and. I remember you came back at me saying that there is a way to like be apathetic about stuff. Uh-huh. This is another level uh-huh. where, where you're in the middle of World War II and you're on the second to last stop of, of the refugee railroad here and you have totally extricated yourself from everything. Right. You know, like it's really heartless and man, Rick is a prick. He says he doesn't stick his neck out for nobody at one point. I think he says and it like six times. He, he says it a lot. And right. this is how we've we come to realize who he is. I mean, this guy is out for number one at all times and he'll do whatever he has to, to benefit himself, which is why he has this bar on Tatooine and (laughs) is making money with Jabba the Hutt. I mean, that's right. But he, (laughs) later on, we realize he does have a a sentimental side, right? As we find out, he, he does want to help people, but not always, you know. He, I think number one is number one, but there's a few times where he's like, I'll help number two, maybe. And yeah. he did help people in the past, and he feels yeah. that he got burned by it. Right, we um, learn about his history, too, and right. he's been, he's helped a few resistances before in yes. other parts of the world, and he's always on the side of the underdog. He he wants the 
people who are fighting for their own freedoms to win. He doesn't he doesn't want the big giant government or army to be the one to succeed. Of course, yeah. He's always on the side of like rebel forces. Yes. But he hides that from everyone and yes. says, I just did it for the money, you know. Yeah, he claims to be he was just yeah. a mercenary. Right. You know. And I, I love this scene between him and Peter Lorre where um like it's it's one of my favorite like exchanges in the movie where where Peter Lorre says uh, his name's Ugarte and he says uh, I, you despise me don't you Rick <laughs> and he says uh, he says well I would if I gave you any thought yeah um, and then he says something like Peter Lorre's like well so you think I'm a parasite so you don't like parasites he goes I object to a cut rate parasite <laughs> so yeah, you're not it's... even like a bad guy you're a shit bad guy <laughs> you're not even good at it. <laughs> I don't respect you because you suck at your job, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> basically. <laughs> and you know the, the one of the nuts one of the most crazy things about like this is we we talked about like how you even before you see Casablanca, you, the culture already kind of informs you of it. Uh huh. I remember when I was a very little kid and saw a Tom and Jerry cartoon yeah. that parodied this scene. Yeah, um, like it takes place just in like Rick's America. It's everywhere. Yes, Ninja Turtles do it. I, I know, mean, like I know. I remember telling. My brother, like, yeah, that's from Casablanca. Right. Like, Michelangelo is talking to April O'Neil like she's Ingrid Bergman. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's from Casablanca. Dude. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's, and, and they, they, they just use it with the knowledge of, like, you know, even if people haven't seen this, mm -hmm. they're going to know it somehow. Even Lo little kids. Looney Tunes thrived on this crap. Right. You know, like, especially, like, Bogart big time, man. I like, know. Maltese Falcon was ripped off, like, all the time by Bugs Bunny. <laughs> And even even like uh, Gone with the Wind. You oh know? yeah, that's right. absolutely like, yes. I yes. couldn't even think of it. Right. Shoot, I forgot about Gone with the Wind. Everybody, you know that little movie. <laughs> right. Exactly. That no one's been talking about lately. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and the 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 Mary Melodies Peter Laurie drawing. Is oh hilarious. yeah, I it's love so it. You know, it looks really it it looks great, but it's also very cartoony. Yeah, and and that's what I love so much about it. Yeah, uh, like Clark Gable. Definitely I know. him oh, too, yeah. Same with thing. the thumb. Yeah, yeah. Him, him and Claudette Colbert, like with, <laughs> yeah. their, with their hitchhiking. I know it's perfect, dude. Um, that was my first exposure to Casablanca, I believe. Yeah. you know, as a child. Yeah, uh, and it, it happened one night in Casablanca and yeah. uh, Gone with the Wind. They they all like yeah. in the 1940s animation. They just love to put that stuff in there, and I, I, mm -hmm. it's so cool. Right, and they ran those Merry Melodies before feature films I back know. in the day. Yeah, before they became anything on TV. We were seeing them on you know cartoon cavalcade, but like yeah. in the 40s, it was it came before the motion picture. Which can you imagine? That's so cool. I know. Man. Yeah. They're not just for kids. They were just, you know, here's yep. something before the picture to entertain you. Exactly. A cartoon of a of a rabbit dressed as Clark Gable. I guess because <laughs> feature films were, were yeah. uh, one hour and twenty five minutes back then. Yeah. You know, they, uh -huh. they, they felt it, well. They, let's get let's give them a little more entertainment. All right, back to the movie. Yes. How do we back, get here? How do yes. we get here? Because <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Peter Laurie gives these letters of transport to Rick, right, to keep safe because he knows something's gonna happen. Um, and it, it does. We, we find out that, uh, the Nazis are looking for him. Right. And even Captain Renault, who's like the French le like leader of Morocco, I guess. Claude Rains' character. Claude yeah. Rains' character, uh, Louis Renault. I love Claude Rains in this. He's cool. freaking awesome, He's kind of like the secret star of the movie. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's like, he just steals every scene he's in. Right. And he's the corrupt official who's... Letting all this stuff go on at Rick's because, you know, he gets the pocket some money, too. And 
he just kind of controls what's happening in this town. It's weird. I call Rick like the most cynical bastard of all time, but I mean, like Captain Raynaud obviously yeah. is right up there with him, and he's even probably worse because he's like he he's totally aware of himself, mm-hmm. and he's kind of like amused about it, and he he tells yeah. everybody, well, yeah, look, I'm just your local corrupt official." He even like calls himself that. Yeah. You know, yeah, he does. He's like, I'm just a lowly corrupt official. Ugh. I can only bet ten thousand. Yeah, it's great, dude. And he and he also like, um, he will sign y- your your letters of transit aren't any good unless they've been signed by him. Yeah, um, and he will like give the final sign off on these letters if like the young lady will sleep with him. Uh huh. He's been doing that, man. For however many you know, a couple years now. What a uh, bastard! Exactly, and and like this, that that is that is truly evil shit, and it's played not not for laughs, but because Claude Rains' performance, it's kind of like you know, yeah, you just have a, a raised eyebrow at his behavior. Yeah, you know? he comes off a little comical. Yeah, it's almost farcical. Right, like his demeanor about everything. He, he's kind of casual about everything. Yeah. And everything's just in the open in this movie, too. Like, everybody knows what everybody's kind of doing. I know, yeah. And no I, one care. No one turns an eye. Which I guess, I mean, in a time of, of world war, I, I guess that would be the norm. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, we're all just kind of, like, getting by as best we can. And if we're yeah. if we're out here in the desert hiding from the Nazis, I guess anything goes. Right. You know, I guess it's the Wild West. And even, like, Strasser, when he shows up, he's the, the Nazi leader. Major the Major Strasser, yeah. Who's come, trying... To, he's on the trail of Laszlo, so he right. shows up in Morocco to, to find him because they know he's coming. Yeah, and everyone's cards are on the table. Like, so Laszlo shows up and he's in the open and he's talking to Major Strauser, and they know that they're adversaries and that he's trying to get them and he's trying to get away. And this is the one part of the movie that I don't really enjoy. Yeah, um, not not that not that the scene isn't good. The scenes aren't good. Right. I just don't like the idea of, um, and it probably has to do with the production code. Um, where like you're not allowed to show uh, other countries in a negative light specifically. Yeah. Um, so we're mentioning Nazi Germany. We're acknowledging that it exists during World War II, uh-huh. when America is fully engaged. W- you know, and we've allied now with, right. with uh, you know the UK and and Russia. I don't think the Nazis would play fair. I don't think that they would go. Oh, we're in unoccupied Probably Morocco, not. and we're going to we, we have to like you know. Uh, get some kind of you know legal precedent to arrest this man. They yeah. would just take him down. Yeah, like it's a little ridiculous when you think about it now, especially with the hindsight Absolutely. of what we know. Yes. In 42, we knew a lot, but we didn't know the extent of everything yet. Absolutely. So Yes, and that, that could be it too, that maybe they just didn't know the, the, the full scope of what, what the Nazis were about. Um, right. I, mean, I don't know how they couldn't have. I mean, just considering they, they they obviously knew what a concentration camp was. Yeah. So they must have known what was going on there. Right. It's amazing to me, like the, these, that this Nazi force, this Nazi delegation, doesn't just immediately, you know, handcuff this guy and take him to Berlin. Yeah, it right kind now, of makes you know? no sense. But right. I do like how it's how they do it in the movie. It, it creates too. like this extra tension because we wouldn't have a movie otherwise. Right. Yeah. Like immediately, they just get him. Yeah, you know, know, that, wouldn't, exactly. that wouldn't be a movie. <laughs> you must remember this. But <laughs> get on the floor. Exactly. I know. Sam pulls out a gun. <laughs> yeah, like I, I think it creates a, a an extra level of tension you don't get in a lot of movies too, because everyone's there and everyone's cards are out. Right. But you don't know what they're gonna do or when they're gonna do anything. It's kind of just there, floating heavily over everything. You're right, because if we if we kind of take that leap of logic that 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 maybe maybe they would kind of have this uh, back and forth, then yeah, the whole thing of like. 
everybody's dirty laundry is everybody else's business. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, <laughs> like, you're right. That, that does create a level of tension that's kind of missing from other movies. It is. Uh, so Rick has these things now, right? Yeah, these two visas. And he, yeah. he hides them in the piano. Right. I don't think he doesn't even want them. I don't think like uh, no. Peter Laurie gives him these things and he just kind of takes them. He's like really intrigued by them at yeah. first because like you know he he knows where they came from and and you know when Peter Laurie tells yeah. him you know that that like yeah I'm the one that killed those two you know those two guys and yeah uh, you know Rick is like oh shit. You know, and what are you doing in my says, club? He even says, like, I kind of have more respect for you now. You're not as <laughs> yeah. cut rate as I thought. Oh, that's true. Yeah, exactly. He's a little... He Except kind he of says it in the bogey pluck. way. Right, yeah. yes. <laughs> but, um... Uh, so now this is where, like, Laszlo shows up, right? Right. And Ilsa. Right. Paul Henride and Ingrid Bergman. Mm-hmm. And, uh, boy, Ingrid Bergman, when she walks in with Laszlo, uh... It's Ingrid Bergman, everybody. I mean, like, she is, like, so iconic. Every time she's on camera, every time there's a close-up, I found out later that Michael Curtiz did this, you know, like, specifically. He he used uh-huh. kind of a gauzy filter on the lens. Yeah. And she always looks like, not not that she's on the verge of tears, but her eyes are so moist. They're always time. watery. Yes. Um, and she has this just thousand-watt smile, you know. Yeah. And when when she when they first go into the club and they sit down, um, Laszlo goes away with that other resistance fighter. Yeah. And she now um, she asks for Sam to come over. Uh huh. And we're like, well, what's going on here? You know, like, how does she know Sam? Dewey right. Wilson's character, when the, she, the piano player. Right. When she walks in, they look at each other and you can tell like they know each other. Right. And they're kind of nervous about it. And they didn't expect to see each other. Right. And. She just tells him, you know, like she just starts talking to him, mm-hmm. you know, in a real familiar way. And he obviously knows her. And she he asks she asks him about Rick. And he's like he tries to make up some story about like how, uh, you know, Rick is is over at, at Sydney Green Street's club, the Blue Parrot. Yeah. He's got a girl over there and he goes. She's like, uh, Sam, you're a terrible liar. Yep. Um, and then she asked him to play, you know, can you play it for me, Sam? Yeah, the and, famous line. Exactly, and it's the famous line that, that gets that everyone ruins it. I don't even exactly. think you said it right. Yes, it, it's. I think it's, it's play it once, Sam. Something like that. And I'm not going to try. I don't know. I, I don't remember it word for word, but it's not play it again, Sam. For old times' sake. Yes. Yeah. She doesn't say it, and neither does Rick. Yeah, I think they the the closest they get is like play it, Sam. Yes. Like that's the closest it gets. Right. <laughs> but for some reason, because Woody Allen's play was called Play It Again, Sam, it must have like you know like tricked everybody into a false memory. That's what happens yes. with, with these famous lines. They get mangled up and yep. you know they just like luke i am your father he doesn't say that darth vader does not like say that, luke i'm your like father. No, this stuff gets twisted because of pop culture yep um and this movie like we said this movie lives in it right so and if you wrote a book called play it again sam today and it was just about classic movies people would like consume it and they would they wouldn't even consider think twice you know unless they were us that you know <laughs> that hey that, that's a misnomer yeah know? right like you guys that's the wrong title right. what a bunch of idiots <laughs> exactly. they don't know anything right. <laughs> um so yeah he's trying to cover for rick because he knows that this woman broke his heart right and he does not want to see her and <laughs> and it's like it fills in really quick you know the backstory right away you well, know you can tell right away like Something bad happened, right. and they Rick doesn't want to be around. Right. Sam knows how Rick feels, and he's trying to get out of this situation. Yes. <laughs> trying to tell her, like, "Hey, don't even bother. Don't, don't, don't pursue it. Yeah. Rick's not here. You know, he, you know, because he knows that Rick, 
how Rick yeah. still feels about her. Right. Um, and it turns out that they, we, we learn later on that they had a romance about a year prior yeah. in Paris. Right. Um, but right before France fell to the Nazis. Mm-hmm. She reveals this later on in the film, but, but right. she's married to Victor Laszlo. Yeah. We don't and, know right now. Right. And they're there hiding out. They're, they're on their way. They're going to get passage to Lisbon and they're going to continue the resistance. Yeah. And th- these are the people Peter Lorre had gotten these transport letters from right. for she they because they, they were supposed she was yeah rick's supposed to give them to victor and yeah. Lisa. god and then we, okay so she tells sam to play the song yeah you know and rick comes storming out like i told you never to play that song again yep, yep <laughs> i know and then he sees ingrid bergman sitting right there and he's like <laughs> oh man <laughs> and he's been telling people he doesn't drink with customers at all right and they offer him a drink here and he sits down and has a drink that tells us as an audience, okay, this is important. And Claude Rains comes over and sees right away, oh, yeah. well, breaking your policy, huh, Rick? Right. You know, um, mm-hmm. he knows that, like, um, this isn't just uh, a visiting dignitary. They're, they're I mean, There's right away. something exactly. special right here. Yes, Rick knows one of these people. And I'm in charge of this whole town. I need to sit here and hang yes. out and see yes. what's going on. I also need to flirt with Ingrid Bergman openly in you front know, of her husband and Rick. I would, too. I don't care. <laughs> yes. I would. <laughs> I guess if you have the opportunity, yes, make it known. Hey, you're really pretty. Yeah. <laughs> she knows. Yes. Shut up, Claude Rains. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, Major Strouser comes over and says, hey, I'm trying to get you, but I'm just going to tell you to meet me at 10 o'clock in the morning tomorrow. <laughs> Man, you know. We could keep ripping on this little it, thing it, if we want. Major Strauss's, uh pursuit of Victor Laszlo. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> like Conrad Veidt plays uh, Strasse, uh-huh. and he, he had been in many, he had, he'd been in like tons of German films before this, and they've got him in with this like, you know, pencil thin John Waters toothbrush mustache. Yes. Um, and, a, you know, a bald pate, and like, he's so tall. I mean, yeah. he, he just like. He's a presence. Exactly. And like, when he walks over with his, you know, Nazi delegation, I mean, like, any other film made today, obviously, they would just, like we said, we just they just swarm on, mm-hmm. on Laszlo. Like, we've got this guy, the most wanted man in the Third Reich, in our sights. And, yeah, instead, it's come to my, come to my office. I'm asking you, as a friend, you yeah. know, to, to, to come over and we'll have this discussion. Claude Rains is like, well, I'm not going to make you do it, but I'll request it. Does that, does like, that make it better? No. That, you know, <laughs> it's, I, I just like... <laughs> it's ridiculous. Right. So... I mean, we in this scene, we obviously learn that there's more going on here between Rick and Ilsa than we know. Right. Um, and then after this scene's over, it cuts to the bar being closed, and Rick's there at the bar getting wasted, just drinking himself into a stupor. Yep. And he's, like, telling Sam to leave, and Sam's like, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> They're waiting there because they know she's going to show back up. Right. This is where we get a flashback of what happened from Rick's perspective. You know, he's in Paris. They've met. They're in love. They're not asking each other questions, which I guess is their agreement for this love affair. It's like Last Tango in Paris. Yes, it is. You right. Know? There's no butter. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, Everything's consensual. <laughs> yeah, Christ, right. You know, so she leaves him at the train station once the Nazis show up. Um, and we don't know why. Right. And. You get the famous line, you know, of all the gin joints in all the world, you know, blah, blah, blah. You came into mine. Yeah. I'll ruin it, too. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> the movie is full of dozens of quotable lines that still are right. quoted today. Like, 
we already touched on that. But and dude, the, of all the gin joints in all the towns and all the and all the world, yeah. like that's that's my favorite of the of the iconic lines. I like I it a lot too. You know, yeah, I, and here's looking at you, kid. Yeah, like always gets me. He's, Every time he says it, I'm just like, oh. It's always a perfect moment. It is, you know, and, and he just he says it so sincerely, and she's just looking up at him with that smile, and you know, he's looking at you, kid. It's yeah. like it's such a perfect way to, you know, he's trying to in his t- in his like gruff tough guy way to tell her, wow, I love you so much. Yeah. Um, and the only way I can tell you is is to say it like this, you know, like um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna be the coolest guy in the world. <laughs> right. <That's... laughs> yes. I'm I'm gonna hold up a champagne glass and and say, he's yeah. looking at you, kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and, and actually, in his flashback, he does. Do we see the letter that she we sent? We see the letter okay, and yeah. the raindrops hit right. it and the, the score swells. Right. And dude, it's perfect. Right. And and like you said, it, it doesn't tell him exactly why. It just says, you know, look, I, I have to leave you forever and don't ask me why. And I love you. But, you know, we can't can't see each other anymore. Yeah. And he wads it up and throws it. And like, you know, Sam is looking at him when they're on the train, you know, just like, what's going on? You know, he doesn't ask, but he's yeah. like, obviously, well, we know something's happening. And from yeah. there they went to, they fled to Morocco. And the whole reason they were leaving Paris too was not just because of um, the Nazis coming in, but because like Rick is, was actually at that point a wanted man. Yeah. Too. He's been wanted for yeah. what we said before, running guns for right. resistance fighters yes. and things like that. Yes. Um, he's got a reputation. Right. And he thinks that's why she left, right. like in his mind, right. because she doesn't want to deal with his bullshit that right. he has. It's weird, too, because when, when the, the Nazis first came into to Rick's cafe, uh, they had a full dossier on him already. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was great when, when they showed it to him, and he like just dismisses oh. it outright. He, he He's just like, says, like, oh, uh, my eyes are brown, really? <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's so good. Yeah. The, the dialogue in this film is dynamite, man. I know. And oh, it's, it's so good, and it's movie. so funny, too. Right. Like, the lines are really funny. Yes. Um, You're not on the floor laughing. It's not like that, but, no, man, but it is it, great. It's just so, they're, they're, every line, I mean, especially Rick's, is full of such wit, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, the one early in the movie, that woman was like, where were you last night? And he's like, I can't remember that far back. I know. Like, you know? Yes, exactly. He's <laughs> like, got a rejoinder to like, everything. Well, well, I see you tonight. I don't plan that far ahead. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just exactly, like, man. man, leave me alone, woman. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Uh, Julius Epstein, Philip Epstein, and Howard Koch were the, were the, scr- the three screenwriters. Okay. Yes. Nice. Fantastic script. Great job. And uh, who wrote the score? Was it Stein? Oh, who was it? Max Steiner. Max Steiner. He wrote the score, dude, and it's it's amazing. Yes. Like, he, he, oh. he did Gone with the Wind. Oh, of course. Like, he fa- did tons of them. Specialized in big sweeping scores. Dude, and it totally suits us. Apparently, he hated the As Time Goes By song. Is that right? He hated it. But because they had already filmed uh, Ingrid Bergman humming it, they couldn't reshoot it and change the song. So he had to incorporate it into the score. Well, okay. So I I was hoping you were going to end that story with, but then he heard Dooley Wilson's beautiful rendition. And I was like, "Uh, no, that's not. No, no, no. So he made it part of the score. Okay. um, Smartly. Yeah. And it's wonderful. Even if you didn't like that little tune, uh, you did something good with it. Because when when Ingrid Bergman hums it, like it sounds like the piano tinkling, mm-hmm. you know, she's a da 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 da, and, and it's like you know, yeah. it's it's just it fits so well. I I can't believe that anyone. I mean, look, I wasn't there in 1942 when he was trying to compose this thing, so maybe he had a completely different you know uh, 
thing in mind for it, but I mean, yeah. I- imagine if as time goes by was not part of Casablanca. I mean, it's you can't. No, it's part of it. It's and it's the a score almost. makes it too. Like, yes, the score keeps everything alive and moving. You know, when you put in a DVD or you just like uh, hit play on one of your streaming movies and the Warner Brothers logo comes up, mm-hmm. the first few notes are as time goes by. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like it's part of just the film industry now. Yeah. It's beyond iconic. And it's incredible, too, because you think about it back in that period, like the 20s, 30s, 40s, they were movie factories, man. I know. They put out 50 movies a year. Yes. And this was just one of them. It wasn't anything special. That's true. This wasn't they, thought of as, oh, this is going to be a It wasn't like a tentpole vehicle they were making. No. This was just being pumped out of the chicken coop, you know? Right. That's true. And it was, like I said earlier, it was the lightning in the bottle at yep. the time. Even then, when the movie was coming out, it was already called Casablanca. I think it was based on a play, an unproduced play called um, Everybody Goes to Rick's Everybody or something. Goes, yeah, exactly. Something like yes. that. Uh-huh. And they changed the title to Casablanca. And then... Right before they released the movie, the Allied forces invaded or landed in Casablanca to go to the war. Like, oh, so it was okay. all like okay. serendipitous, the timing of everything. Wow. So everyone in America is thinking about the word Casablanca at the time. Yeah. And the movie comes out that just happens to be called Casablanca, and it just happens to be this good. Everybody's eyes are on Morocco yeah. in 1942-43, yeah. Wow. Apparently, this is not what it's like. Uh, William Friedkin said, like, he went and made a movie in Morocco or something like that. Yeah, right. He went to Casablanca. It's nothing like this. It's not. It's super no, boring. Okay. And, like, okay. It's like every other town. <laughs> sure. Right. And, right. But, like, I mean, it it's a romantic setting. Yeah. And, I mean, it was filmed on a back lot and stuff, you know? In I know. Warner the whole Brothers, thing like, was in California. The so, yep. it's like, right. it's all made up. Yeah. Like, this might, it might look like this, but... It's definitely not. If you go to Casablanca and you want this, right. you're probably not going to get it. And, and, and if, <laughs> man, and yeah, exactly. If, if Especially you're, 80 you're years have, later, you no, know. No, no, you're not going to have a whirlwind <laughs> romance with Ingrid Bergman and Humphrey Bogart. It's not oh, going to happen. Dang it. I mean, yeah, you'd love that. But, um, but like, you can, and you can also tell just filmmaking-wise, I mean, like, obviously there's, um, you can tell this is a set. Especially when they go Yeah, outside. it looks like set. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they, and then there's also, like, in the, in the flashback, there's, there's a, uh, when they're supposed to be in Paris, it's like they're using rear screen projections. Some pretty obvious. Rear yeah, screen driving projection. the car. Yes. Yeah, um, and when they're on the boat too. Um, yeah, that that's really like it's just it's just a movie of Paris in the background. Mm-hmm. You go like, oh man. <laughs> um, and then they use uh, I think if one of the one of the airport scenes is they use miniatures. Um, I, I think yeah. it's when Laszlo's uh, plane touches down in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. It's like just this like one inch toy of a, of a, <laughs> of a plane coming down and, and like they cut away from it real fast. Yeah, you just know? hear exactly. I know. Cause like it's some little kid's voice. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You almost hear some kid going <laughs> <laughs> like in Lego movie. Yeah. You know, you hear a little kid playing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and they use newsreels in, in some point. You do too. get a couple, the, you know. the, the intro is lots of newsreels. Right. Um, Telling you like what's going on and where everybody's going. Yep, and you see troops like coming in and everything. And yeah, um, a lot, it's a lot of the conventions of the time, right? You know, and and then when you're into the movie proper, yeah, it's it's it. They're sets. They're, they're convincing sets, but they're but they're definitely like you can tell. You're just like, oh, this is the this is. They're like, interesting too, right? They're great. Absolutely, they they really do a good job of like adding. Uh, verisimilitude. Yeah, you set know. design was off the charts. Right, the production values are great. Lighting. Everything about the movie, like the shadows. Right. Like, it's almost noir in a way. It's not a noir film, I wouldn't say. No. But the way it looks is that style. 
And I love too when you're the interior of Rick's, how there's always um, the spotlight from outside. There's yeah. that guard tower. Yeah. That has like a, a rotating spotlight at all times and um, a searchlight. Yeah. And it comes through the window. And like, even if you don't see the actual light source, there's something, there's like a shadow that kind of moves over everything, yeah. you know, periodically. God. And it's really well done. When Ilsa shows up that night, where yeah. we kind of left off at, so we can jump yes. back there. But when she shows up to the bar and Rick's been drinking his mind out. Right. She opens that door and the spotlight comes behind her and like the shadow oh, just that's moves. A beautiful shot. Oh, she's yeah. lit from the back. Yeah. And she's still as gorgeous as ever. Right. Man. <laughs> It's something incredible. It's like such a powerful moment. She's here finally, and we've I been know. waiting for it. And then what, she just, are we going to get some resolution? Are we going to get some info? What's going on with these people? Right. And we know because it's only like forty minutes into the movie that, like, you know, is she gonna is she gonna reveal everything about like what happened? Yeah. I mean, probably not. But it's you, you're you're still in the mood for like you know there's going to be a back and forth between them. We're going to yeah. get something. We're going to we, learn we something. You, you know? barely get it though no. because Rick is being an ass, man. He really is. She's trying to kind of tell him, and she tells a tiny bit, but not everything. And Rick insults her. He says, "Tell me who was it you left me for? Was it Laszlo, or were there others in between? Or aren't you the kind to tell? You fucking ass, dude." And she's like. Bye, I'm I know she's just like, like no. immediately. No, yeah, I'm, I'm out. You, you don't get me. Yeah, you know? yeah. It, I love it, man. The way he says, the way he just ends that, and it's like, yeah, fuck you, <laughs> man. I like know. that's basically what he's saying in I 1942. Know. I know, <laughs> dude. And and uh, look, <laughs> we've all had our hearts broken. You know, it has happened. And you know, like when that happens, I mean, like your guard is down, and yeah. all you want to do is lash out. Especially at the, at the you can be bitter, did. you can be resentful and yes. angry, right? And even like months later, you know, even after you've yeah. forgotten it, and and like the wound has kind of healed, now you're faced with it again. I mean, you know, maybe you would get drunk and just lash out again, you know? Yeah, she showed up here and reopened that wound. Right. It's a complicated scenario, and like you know, I try to empathize as much as I can with both characters, but like in this scenario, I'm just like I. Because I want so bad for Rick and Ilsa to make it, I'm yeah. just kind of like, oh, Rick, shut up. Yeah. You know? But I, I understand why he's behaving. Rick hasn't he had a chance to even express his feelings to her Absolutely. since he last saw her. Right. When she says, kiss me like it's the last time, and she knows it's the last time. Yeah. Man. That He doesn't, but she does. That and makes that do. scene even more sad. I know. And we know it, too, when yeah. it happens, too. We were just like, you know, it, it's... Yeah. Yeah, it it's really uh it's really tough to 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 know that like th yeah, this is the last time Rick has no idea. Yeah. Heartbreaking, man. Yep, dude. Um <laughs> and then the next day we fi we find out that they can't find they've arrested Peter Laurie by the way. Yeah. Um they arrested him at Rick's. They arrested him at Rick's and he's he's even like, "Rick, help me." He's like, "I ain't helping you." Right. I don't I'll stick my neck out for nobody. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. right. Smoke a cigarette, drink some whiskey, non-stop. Yeah. yeah. The movie is Filled with smoke. I mean, like, every time, like, Rick walks through the cab, I mean, it's just, it is a smoke-filled room. You see him putting his cigarettes out and everything, like... And, I mean, you know, behind the camera, that was going on, too. The whole crew was all smoking at yeah. the time. I mean, it was just, that was what you did indoors. <laughs> I mean, like, if you were a non-smoker in 1942, God help you. On the movie set. It's, <laughs> like, it's that place had to be so stinky. Unthinkable. The whole world smelled like <laughs> shit. You know? <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, Nicotine and tar. Like, and I mean, I say this as a former smoker. Obviously, I smoked in houses. I smoked in cars. And I did it for a long time. And I had no idea until I stopped smoking how bad it was. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um. Yeah, it, it smells terrible. 
<laughs> and it's and it's horrible for you. And people can't breathe. I used to get so pissed off when people would like theatrically fan the smoke away and cough, and I'd be like, "Oh, fuck off!" You know. But now I get it. I, did I, I ever do that to you? I don't uh, remember. You, you never did. Okay. Um, but like plenty of like. That's why we have a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Everyone else was like, "Dave, let's do podcast," and he's like, "No." Exactly. Like, you pulled a Bogart on him, and like. Or you not the one to tell? You're, they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Obviously, you've never seen Casablanca. Exactly. Yes. Smoke my cigarette. Get out of my car. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. So anyway, they arrested Peter Laurie, and they he doesn't have the papers on him. Right. They can't find him, so they got to be at Rick's, right? At one point, they 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 do search Rick's, like the the Nazi. Yeah. And they 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 turn the place upside down, and they can't find it. Yeah. You know? They don't check the piano for some reason. I don't know. I, and that part I I'm I get. Yeah. I, I I think that like checking inside the piano would be a weird. I mean I I know it seems impossible that you would if you're gonna turn the place upside down. I guess maybe you would like just you know open up the top. Yeah, Rick doesn't but, even like do anything special with them. He just opens it and tosses them in. Like they're of, just laying there. The piano is 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 piano a, is out of tune. Why? Let's I, look. Well, yeah, there's that too. Exactly. <laughs> right? It would probably mess with the strings a bit. But like the the. This is this is not like a grand piano either. It's a piano. Yeah. And it's sitting in the middle of the club with like a spotlight down on Sam and like Rick stands there and like just like has his elbow resting on the piano uh-huh. and he opens up the top real conspicuous like and just pulls secret documents out of his coat and puts them in there in front of everybody. Pulls them out of that white tuxedo. <laughs> you can't oh, miss this baby. guy. He's the only one dressed like Stanley Tucci, you know? <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and nobody knows. I, I mean, it's yeah, it's weird. <sighs> I, I guess they even I guess... comment on it later. Like Claude Rains is like, "Man, I didn't think about that." <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I'm not musically cultured. I know some crap like I that. Like... Yeah, he he really does call attention to the fact that it was a real obvious place to hide the documents. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I I guess maybe because we were talking earlier about how like since everybody's cards are on the table and it's kind of just an open black. It's not even a black market. It's just the market. Yeah. Um. Right. I guess everybody knows that everyone is kind of on the take. Yeah. So if they saw Rick place something somewhere, they're like, I'm I'm keeping my I'm keeping out of it. Yeah. You know, right. He's yeah. got his reasons, so I won't say nothing. Yeah. I'll, I'll dummy up when the Nazis try to sweat me down. So everyone knows Rick has them at this point. Yeah. Pretty much. Even Victor Laszlo and like. Ilsa, no. Like, because yeah. Ferrari tells him, because Ferrari knows. I know, exactly. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> dude, so now they all, like, want to go to Rick's to get this shit. Like, that's why they tossed Rick's place, because they wanted to find him. Right. The officials did not find him, so he still has him. Ilsa wants him. Victor Laszlo wants him. Victor goes to him, and it's like, hey, man, I know you got these. Give, come on, give them to us, please. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he offers, like, a huge sum of money for them. He does. Um, And... I think like at the, the the final offer is like two hundred thousand dollars for them, and like Rick tells him, you could make that, you could you could like make it a million, yeah, make it a million, and we're st- I'm still not selling them, yeah, you know, because it's it's he knows that the second one is going to Ilsa, yeah, and he doesn't want to help Ilsa, yeah, because of their, you know, what happened, yeah, and Laszlo even asks him like why 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 won't you do this, and he's like ask your wife, right, because Laszlo I think suspects they had some kind of relationship before at this point he, i think he kinda by knows, now he does because he yeah. knows they knew each other right but and i think he's kind of suspecting things right. but we get to that in a little bit when they actually talk about it a little but yeah. um you get a sense that he does know something is up right you know obviously if this dude's like well ask your wife i mean like of course something's going on and you know like and the, the idea of like saying that to, to laszlo for a million dollars no ask your wife 
but but to thing. say that to to know that like that he's gonna go back and now like confront Ilsa about yeah. this. You just blew up Ilsa's spot. Yeah. You know, and and I guess he doesn't give a he shit. He doesn't care. You know, and like, but I mean, you know, you, you don't know, you don't know this guy from anybody. He could, no. he could be dangerous. Yeah. You know, so, so if, if he, what, what if he tells her and what, what if he, he tells Laszlo this crap and then Laszlo goes and does something terrible, you know? Yeah. Now, now, okay, Rick. So, so you don't want to like get your hands dirty and you don't want to be part of, of, of society anymore. Well now, you, you know, the person that you loved, maybe you're mad at them at the time, but you still love them. Do you want to see them harmed? You right. fucking idiot. <laughs> Yeah, he's only looking out for number one, man. Man, I, I, dude, I, I hate that attitude. I can't stand that attitude. Not just with Rick, but with everybody. Yeah, I mean, like you exactly. are a person in society. You are part of the world. Right. Plant a foot and stay a while, you fuck. Yeah. So a- after this scene, like we do see Rick kind of help. Uh, like you said, there's the ladies who sleep with Captain Renault. Yeah. And he hears about this. She comes to him and is like, "Hey, I came here with Claude Rains right. and." Right. He said, if I do this, you know, she's kind of alluding to it because I don't think you can talk about this stuff openly at the time. Yeah. But was, she's like, was... if, if someone wanted you to do something and it would help your husband, but you couldn't tell him, how would you do this? Would you be mad? Like, can you trust him? Like, she's basically saying, like, I'm going to sleep with this dude. Right. To get these visas. And is he actually going to give them to me or what? And Rick reassures her. Yes. If you go yeah, through he with will. this, he's going to do this. Yeah. Um. And then he thinks about the the encounter with Laszlo and how he's been treating Elsa. Yeah. And he has like a semi change of heart in yes. just in regards to like other people. Yeah. He sees this woman who is like very desperately telling him, you know, that she's going to do something unthinkable. Yeah. Um, and sleep with a str- and sleep with this, you know, cruel stranger who's doing it, you know, yeah. from a position of power. Yeah. Um, and she's going to submit to it without the knowledge of her husband, just so that they can get passage to Lisbon. Yeah. And instead of having her go through that, he decides in that moment, he's got a casino in the back. Yeah. A, an illegal gaming operation. Yeah, it's it's not very well hidden, that's it's, for no, sure. No, uh, it's not exactly a speakeasy. <laughs> um, it's just another door that, that you open it and you go in. Yeah. Um, and it's all being like, you can they can run this because he pays Renault off, yeah. gives him a taste. Um, but he goes in there and he tells the dealer... Uh, well, he, he he sees the, the, the woman's husband, Jan, sitting there. Yeah. And he's, like, uh, probably losing his shirt. And he tells him, uh, put it on 22. And then he looks at the, at the you know, the guy running the, the, the Yeah, game, the roulette wheel the there. The roulette wheel, yeah. He tells him, you know, kind of gives him the eye, like, you know, like, like this all guy right. win. Yeah. Because it's rigged. Right. <laughs> right. The whole thing is crooked. At one point, like, a, another patron's like, are you sure this is an honest establishment? <laughs> yes. Right. And, like, the other guy, Carl or whoever's right. working there, is like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it's totally sure. on the yeah, up Yeah, totally. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So he, he wins big. And right. Bogart tells him, all right, now get out of here. Yeah. And so they got their money. They cash out. And on they go. So now they can afford the visas. And Claude Rains will sign them. And like throughout this whole exchange, he looks over at what's happening and he knows like like Claude oh, Rains yeah. knows exactly it's what's going on. It's wonderfully edited too. And he's just like looking at Rick and looking at the yeah. guy, looking at Rick, looking at the woman, and he's just like, Oh God, oh, oh God, yeah. oh God. And he confronts Rick about it. I know, and he and he says something about like, you know, look, uh, I don't I don't appreciate this, you stepping in the way of my little romance. I was yeah. like, Oh <laughs> fuck you, dude. <laughs> he says, As I suspected, you're a rank sentimentalist. I mean, that, and that's the other part of it. It's like, he's not like super hot pissed off about it. Yeah. He's just kind of like, you know, 
how could you, you know, like he, he's mad that Rick did this, but he's also like totally even keeled. And yeah, and he, he's really kind of amused that he gets to take a shot at Rick and it's amusing for him because like Rick's character, Rick's real yeah. character has, is yeah. revealed. It, it's almost all a game to him too. Like yeah. all of this stuff, the corruption, the right. women, Rick's place, like then even the Nazis and Laszlo and all that. It's all this weird fun time he's having. And he, and he's such an opportunist. <laughs> yeah. Like it, and he, he says at one point, you know, like someone asked him, I think it's major Strasse asked him, you know, like what his real convictions are. And he says, I go wherever the wind blows. And he does. Yeah. Throughout the entire movie, like th- that is consistent. Whatever's going on, yeah. whatever's like uh, in that moment, like kind of on the winning side, he goes with that. You he, know? He's just like Rick. He looks out for number one. Right. Like he and Rick are almost the same kind of person. I mean, like the, the famous last line is like, this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. I know. You know? I know. Of course, man. These two guys are going to run tables all over the world. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're going to get up to some shady shit and, uh, and then like occasionally help somebody. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. They're like Indiana Jones, except not as nice of a person, I guess. I don't know. I think maybe like Not, Han Solo. Maybe more Han Solo, yeah. Because they're going to run Spice, you can but they're see, also like, going to, you know... I mean, you can definitely tell, like, those characters, the Harrison Ford roles, Yeah, th- those, I mean, definitely influenced from Humphrey Bogart's character, especially in this movie. Of course, yeah. Maltese it, Falcon also, yeah. like, it, they're definitely bogey-inspired. Yeah, I mean, it's just a cool guy who is so de- who is totally detached. Yep. And lives on the fringes of society. And then occasionally does the right thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Yep. It's true. <laughs> um, yeah, so at this part, the Nazis are there, and they're singing their national anthem. Great scene. This is a big scene in the movie, right? Yeah. And Laszlo's there and immediately gets up and goes to the band and is like, hey, start playing. La Marjolaine. Yeah. So the French anthem. Right. And everyone in the bar starts singing that and drowns out the Nazis, which is such a cool scene because it, it's so patriotic, you know? It's so and triumphant. Everyone is rallying around this because everyone in this place is like, God, we got to listen to the these horrible people singing this song about how awesome they are. Right. And, and all, despite all the cruelties they're doing to the world, like, they think they're the best. Right. No, we're going to stand up and resist these people. I mean, it's a miniature resistance in the bar. And that's what gets uh, Major Strauser upset. He's like... See, if he can rile up people in a bar just like this, he's dangerous. Right. He can do this on a grand scale. And it's like that moment, yeah, he, he decides we got to get him now because, yeah. yeah, this is just a microcosm of what he's capable of. Right, which they should have done in the first two minutes of the movie, right, I mean, Dave? Geez, I, it, it, it's, it's just one of these things I can't shake. I mean, I, I'm always yeah. like, you know, man, I, I, I know what the Nazis were capable of, and yeah. I wasn't born yet, but I still know. They, this is, they, they did not care about justice. No. You know, it's no. like if they if didn't play by the rules. No, if if it's something is in the way of their interests, they they just took action right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he tells uh, Claude Rains like, "Hey, shut this place down." And he's like, "I why? I don't have a reason." He's like, "Find one." And he's like, "We're closing down because of illegal gambling." And yes. then as soon as he says that, the like. The roulette guy comes up and he's like, "Hey, here's your winnings," and he's like, "All right, thank you," and he that's puts so it in great. his pocket. <laughs> that, that's, I mean, in all in a whole movie of awesome Claude Rains moments, yeah, that, that one's my favorite. Where he's like very openly, says, "Oh, thank you for my kickback." Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just so good. <laughs> so the bar is shut down now, man. Rick's American is closed, <laughs> and. It's at this moment where, like, like Rick is kind of taking stock, and he he has Carl look at the books, and he says, you know, essentially, how 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 long do we have, you know, if if we if we're closed for uh, 
how long can we stay closed and still right. be, you know, uh, solvent? He says three weeks. Yeah. And he says, keep everybody on the payroll, which is an awesome move. Good move, Rick. Yes. And then he goes to his private quarters, which are upstairs. And is Ilsa waiting for him up there? Ilsa, I don't know if she's waiting for him or trying to find the visas. Yes, that's right. I, but it, it's kind of both, you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. And she climbed up like the back secret yeah. stairway. Yeah, through the window or something yep. into his office. And yeah, she confronts him and is like, you have these and we need these, you know? Right. She says, I have to ask you to put your feelings aside for something more important. And... He's somewhat softened at this point because what just happened was the thing with the Bulgarian woman, you know, and him getting her the visas that yeah. she needed. Um, and so we know he's capable of some kind of good. And when she tells him that, she also says something like she really starts giving it to him. Yeah. about She says, uh, one woman has hurt you and you take it out on the rest of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a very powerful line. Yeah. Um, there, there are a lot of people who act that way. Right. Like they get wronged one time and that's just it just something snaps in them and they decide like, you know, not not just it, it's one thing to like completely take yourself out of society and just kind of like not bother with people. But yeah. when then you actively work against people. Um, yeah. And and you like even if you don't even if you don't like fully sabotage them you, you yeah. won't even lift a finger you're to help like them transferring almost... your pain on the others absolutely like, yes that's not right you just won't lift a finger to do anything for anybody else um and it 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 somewhat convinces him you know it kind of does he doesn't go at first and she ends up pulling a gun on him that's right which that's right. dude yes totally unexpected if you ask me like right. the first time you see this you're like oh man I mean, and it's a huge kind of trope in the movies at this time. You know, pull out, someone pulls out a gun on someone, especially like, it like all the time. A femme fatale, yeah. You know, like and and because it's it's noirish, uh, noir adjacent. Yeah. You know, m- maybe this was not so out of character, but like in this movie, like right away, even if it's unexpected, you 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 kind of know right then. Oh, Ilsa isn't just the wife of Victor Laszlo. She's also a resistance fighter, right? Too. She's part of this, right? I don't see her as a femme fatale at all. I, like, I don't either. And no. I think that's why it works so well in this film, because right. you don't expect her to do something like this. But it's this important. And the line she's saying, like, there's stuff bigger than you. Rick. Yes. There's bigger things than you. I mean, do, do, do you want do you want Germany to take over the entire world? Do, yeah. Just, just because, you know, you can't be bothered to, to get involved? I mean... You know, give us these fucking papers. Yeah, dude. And he's like, he's so hard. He's like, go ahead and shoot me. I know. You know? <laughs> I know. You'd be doing me a favor. Yeah. Oh, that's a good line, too. You'd be doing me a favor. Because he's fucking sick and tired of feeling this way, man. Right. You don't have to get shot by your ex-girlfriend to, <laughs> to get get over it. But, man. That's true. You can help people. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but she ends up, like, putting the gun down. And they embrace and kiss and kind of make up. Right. You know, for what has happened. They resolve their differences here. And, it, you know, they totally get down to fucking. But <laughs> but they don't show that, of course. It fades to black. And uh, <laughs> we see them later fully closed talking about stuff. <laughs> I'm just picturing now Joseph Breen reading the screenplay yeah. in his office. And in, yeah. in the blocking says, and DTF. then they got down to fucking. And he just puts a blue pencil through it, you know, <laughs> and sends it back. <laughs> Why don't we just fade to black? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, (laughs) But I also realized, too, that like when when Ilsa had the gun on him and he said, you know, go ahead and do it. You'll be doing me a favor. Like if she had shot him, uh, she wouldn't have found the papers. 
Because yeah. apparently no one can find the papers, even though they're hidden in the piano. Right. Um, only he probably when... has them in his jacket at this point. Probably. No, they're, they're still in the piano. I mean, oh, are they? I, they're okay. still in the piano. They're All not right. in the piano. They're, they're, he doesn't take them out until like the very end of the movie. Okay, yeah. So, like, I mean, eventually, I'm sure that Sam would probably need to get the thing tuned. And then, you know, the guy doing it, but hey, you know you got some exit visas in here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of paying me, right. you can give me these. Exactly. Yeah. I'll just take them, you know. <laughs> take them off your hand if you don't need them, right. you know. <laughs> oh, crap. Um, but, yeah, so they've made up. She tells more of her story to Rick now. Like, we know. Like, okay, yeah, she was married at the time in Paris, but she didn't tell him the whole thing. Like, right. she thought he was dead. Everyone said he was dead. And the night before they were going to flee to, you know, Morocco – she found out he's alive and she went back to him. Right. But she doesn't tell him that because I guess plot. I don't know. Well, but it's, it's, I know. <laughs> and, and I mean like, like, cause yeah, there's always something missing from the story. Yeah. You know? And, um, and that's, that's frustrating for us, the audience who have seen the movie before. we're just kind of like, but you know, I mean, that's not as intriguing as, Oh my God, she left me at the train station for unknown reasons. You know, I know, but I know. you know, if she was a real woman, she'd say, Hey, um, I know we weren't supposed to tell each other information, but my husband is alive and I'm going back to him. I'm sorry. Okay. But like, well, uh, so, okay. <laughs> let, let, let's think about like how, what, what if in the letter she had uh, okay. told him everything? Even like my husband was in a camp and like yeah. every detail, he's a resistance fighter, yes. all that. Yes. Okay. I mean, well, she even says like the reason she didn't tell him those specifics is because she knew he'd like stay or something. And, and yeah, she said it would put him in danger because yeah. now now he knows who she is and who right. Laszlo and it was is. like a sacrifice she's making. Yes, I mean the whole movie's filled with sacrifice. I mean every that's probably the main theme of the film: right. sacrifice for for other people, for your country, for yeah. the world. Yeah, you know. Uh, what will you do to make things better? Right, and do, do you have the do you have it in you to be brave and sacrifice? Yeah. So that was kind of her sacrifice, I yeah. guess. To... Oh, it is, and and like, and and I mean, like Rick was, Rick was entitled to his to his hurt feelings before because oh, yeah. you know he yeah. didn't, he didn't know what the context was. Right. But she also is completely right in in what she did in hiding from him the real identity of her husband yeah. and her. I agree. Um, because it was. Uh, it's it, dangerous. It, exactly. I mean, especially. I mean, geez, we 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 have such a we, we live in a weird time now where where we don't have these kinds of dangers. Uh, at least not on the surface. Not like this. Yeah. It wasn't World War Two. There isn't a, a force that is like swallowing Europe right now and is like on its way over here. I mean, um, I mean, God knows that there could be at some point, but but you know, yeah. Uh, not we just we just can't conceive of it in our world now. But I mean, if you think about like what it must have been like back then, where like you could, just couldn't trust anybody because your country had been taken over, right? You know, yeah, um, and they had kept their marriage a secret from everyone. Yeah, apparently. yeah, that's right. Even their yeah, even resistance people don't know that yeah. they're married. Uh, Victor Laszlo didn't even want anyone to know, right? Because that's he was protecting Ilsa. Like if they know that I have a wife, they're gonna go for her, right? Not just me, like she's in danger too. That's that's a really smart move, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, keep your even your marriage as a secret so yeah. that the Nazis won't know and they won't come after her. Yeah. Uh, wow, that's really that's s- another sacrifice right there. Yeah, like, exactly. Imagine all the love and joy you would get out of sharing that with people that you love. And, yes. You know, like you have to hide that. That sucks, yes. man. Yeah. So um, now Victor and Carl show up at the bar that's been closed. I mean, Ilsa and Rick are there. You know, post fade to bl- post fade to black, right? And um, <laughs> now uh, they show up. 
because the Germans, the Nazis are on their tail. And they're fleeing. They were at like a resistance meeting. Yes. You know, because Carl's part of the resistance. Carl's part of the resistance. Rick tells him like, I don't want to know. Right. Don't, don't tell me. Right. <laughs> don't tell me where you're going. <laughs> he knows where he's going. Yes. But don't tell me. Exactly. Because then, you know, right. plausible deniability. Sure. Uh, so they show up. They don't know Ilsa's there. He tells Carl, hey, come here. Take her back. Get her out of here. And then he goes down to Victor Laszlo and is like. Um, Laszlo now knows what Rick knows. Yeah, you know. yeah, he knows, and he knows that they're both in love with Ilsa. Yes, yes. Yeah. Which is an important detail, because, like, later on, we see Victor w- alone with Ilsa, and in a very good moment for Victor, he just, like, acknowledges, look, I know that you're in love with this other man. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean I love you any less. Right. It's a, That's a great scene. Right. She doesn't, like, reveal all to him, but right. he... He even says, like, when I was away, like, were you alone? Yeah. You know, he were says it that way. Yeah. And she doesn't just say, yeah, I was banging Rick. You know? Right. But, <laughs> right. like, they know. It's there. It's unspoken and exactly. it's known. Yes. Yeah. And he, he's totally forgiving and totally understanding and doesn't yeah. hold it against her. It's great. You know? He doesn't pull a Rick, man. No, exactly. <laughs> I know. He's, he's like, I, I want to say that, like, Victor is a better guy than Rick. I mean, but, you know, in the end, I mean, like, they, they kind of, they're, they're on equal footing a little bit. But, yeah. like. Like I, I guess I just more admire Laszlo for for being so courageous. He's a stand-up dude, exactly. To 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 be able to like be, you know, the the head of a of a of a rebel army and um and just so like brazenly uh, stand up to the Nazi high command. I mean, it's very yeah. admirable. Yeah, you it know? definitely is. So yeah, and this is where he tells Rick, like, hey, you don't want to give me the visas. That's fine. You take Ilsa and you guys leave. Right. This will protect her. That's uh jeez. Yeah. I mean, he's giving up um his wife. Another you know? huge sacrifice. Right. Yes. For the good of the resistance and to protect her. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's it's the ultimate sacrifice. Huge. Yeah. Sending your wife away with her ex lover right. to protect her. He's putting all of his feelings aside. I, I keep saying admirable. It's more than that. It's obviously yeah. like it's it's yeah. tremendously noble. Yeah, and then during this, is this where they show up and they arrest Laszlo? Uh, I can't remember. I, it, it's hard for me to remember because I'm trying to remember yeah. like when it is that we have the montage of Rick's scheme. Yeah, I think they arrest Victor at this point, so he's okay, in yeah. the local prison, and yeah. Rick is talking. That's right, with, they, they do arrest him. Rick yes. goes to the station and is talking to you know his buddy, Captain Renault, yep. and is like, hey, here's the plan. Yes. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to scheme something up. You know, <laughs> We're going to let Laszlo go, and we're going to let him get caught by the Nazis. Right. And then I'm going to leave with my, you know, ex-flame. Yeah. So screw her husband. I'm taking her back. He makes it. It's how he presents it. He presents yeah. it to Renault as like, I'm going to, I'm going to like, yeah, exactly. I'm going to, you know, like. Double cross. It, totally. And then there's double and quadruple and, and quintuple crosses. <laughs> a lot crosses. of crisscrossing exactly. around in yes. this scene. Because uh, like this, this is quite a scam that Rick pulls yeah. off. Um, because he then has to go over to the Blue Parrot and sell Rick's American to Ferrari. Yeah. And. You know, he, he tries to make sure that Sam's going to be taken care of. He's like, you know, he, he's he's entitled to twenty five percent. Everyone of the stays on staff. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I I love the the one line he gives to 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 Sydney Greenstreet. He says, you know, he's <laughs> like, well, so uh, do we? Sydney's like, you know, well, do we want a written contract or, or will a uh, will a handshake do? He goes, well, it won't do, but under the circumstances, <laughs> it's the best I can hope for. I'm like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
So by selling this, it definitely makes everyone think he's leaving. It's man. a convincing plan, exactly. Like the Nazi's going to think that, that Rick has fled. Yeah. So then they go back to Rick's, right? And they're waiting. This is where the plan's all going to go down. Right. Rick is there. Renault shows up like before everyone else and is like, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to arrest Laszlo. We're going to arrest Laszlo right here, and then you're going to get out of here. Right. So he, he hides in the back room. Then Laszlo and Ilsa show up, and they think, you know, that Rick is taking Ilsa out of the country. Yeah. Because that's the cards he's playing with them. You know, so there's all these different levels to all this. It's like a house of cards almost. Yeah. You know? And all these things have been building up throughout the film, and now they're like reaching a, a peak. And Renault thinks, okay, this is my chance. I'm going to arrest Laszlo, and I'm going to impress the Nazis, and I'm going to, you know, like be yeah. the, the, fully the friend, you know, he's going to get garrison the, of Morocco. Yes. He's going to be rewarded plentifully. And so he goes to arrest him, and that's when Rick turns the gun on Renault. Yeah. Yeah. Not so fast. Exactly. <laughs> he says, this gun is pointed right at your heart. <laughs> then he, Renault says, that is my least vulnerable spot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Awesome. I love it, man. Claude Rains is so good Jeez, in this. He's, the he's best. so good. <laughs> and he's supposed to call the airport. Right. Make sure the plane's ready. Let's go. And he calls Major Strauser and says... You know, hey, is this the airport? Uh, yeah, we're blah, 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 blah. Right. And, of course, he's like, what is going on? Strauss is we, on the other end of the line. Yeah, he's like, we got to get to the airport right. now because something's, something's going down. Something's going down, right. Yeah. <laughs> Rick probably knew that, that, that Renault would pull something like this. Yeah. Or he would suspect anyway. Yeah. So he knows that he's got to get them to the airport right now. And um, so they he he tell, like he takes Renault and Ilsa and Victor, and they go to the airport. And uh, they get the plane ready, and they get out of the car. And at gunpoint, you know, he's like telling uh, Renault, "Hey, let's get them. Let's get them in the plane. Tell those guys to get that plane ready, and, and you know, out, out to Lisbon." Yeah. And um, this is when we have our goodbyes. Yeah. And I mean, he even tells Rick, you know, as soon as that plane's gone, you're going to get arrested. It, you're going to get killed. Exactly. It's over for right. you. And he doesn't care. Rick doesn't mind. He's sacrificing you himself. Know? Right. He's finally helping something, a bigger cause than him. Right. Uh, finally. Because he loves Ilsa. Right. And like you said, this is where you get your goodbyes. He tells Laszlo, get on the plane because you're going with her, not me. Which is, and he had told Ilsa earlier that he and her were leaving. Yes. You know, and, and when, so this is a big surprise for Ilsa too. Yeah. Like, you know, wait a minute, it's not going to be you and me. He's like, no, because she's already told him, look, and she's told Victor too, that like, uh, yeah. Rick and I are together. You know, they, we're, they we're all going know. To be, they yeah, all know. Exactly. And, and this is when Rick has his speech. Um, this yeah. is probably another mangled quote that people get wrong all the time. But yeah, it's, it definitely it's is. the one about like you know getting the, on that plane. Yeah. And it's and it's the all all the problems of three people don't amount to a hill of beans in this battle world and yeah. all that stuff. And like that that's been parodied a million times. Yep. And it's so powerful. And it's and it sucks that that it's been parodied as much as it as it has because like Humphrey Bogart delivers these lines expertly. I mean, he's it's wonderful. He's so good in this scene, and so is she. So is Ingrid Bergman. Yeah, I've I've heard that Bogart wasn't happy with this scene, like with the lines and the oh, delivery, really? the way Michael Curtiz wanted him to do it. He like put his foot down and stopped production for like two days until the producer came and was like, fucking do it. Oh, wow. And then, I mean, they went with what Curtiz wanted to do. Okay. And of course, that was the right call. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, dude. Because it's, it's another thing that's like hard to picture any any other way. You yeah, know? like and it's perfect. And the way it's shot man you get oh. a great two shot but then you also get just these close-ups of each individual yep and i mean ingrid bergman like the way she's lit in the shadows and their hat the way the hat like brim comes over her forehead at this angle 
and she's got those wet, teary eyes. <laughs> oh my God! That that this ha- is this is movie magic. The the angle of her hat brim is yeah. like it it just it launched a thousand outfits. Yeah, you know, like just everybody wanted to look like that from now on with that exact haircut. This was the forties. I mean, you know, it's like yeah. it, it just it covers one part of like it it casts a shadow over her forehead and covers like one of her eyes. Yeah, and it's just so because you're like uh, in a black and white film and you're backlit. I mean, it just is so perfect and so visually oh appealing. Oh my god! And there's mist around and. You know, um, yeah, it's a foggy. There's no visual. You get a mile of visual clearance through the fog. Apparently, right. is what you hear on yeah. the radio. Um, yeah, it's it's un- incredible. And I and the and we should yeah mention that the the gowns were were designed by a designer named Ori Kelly. Um, so like mm-hmm. he created this you know incredibly iconic look for for Ingrid Bergman. Um, th- this 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 last outfit she wears is the one that we all picture. It's iconic. For, from now on, when I do plane travel, I, I want to look like, uh, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Victor Laszlo and Ingrid Bergman. You know, like, this is how we should probably be traveling, because it, it looks pretty great. Yes, you know? the cigarettes and everything, you know, <laughs> yes, exactly. on the plane. everything else, too, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's another famous line, like, you're getting on that plane, you right. know. You'll regret it. Maybe not today. Maybe, maybe not, not tomorrow, tomorrow, but, but soon, and yeah, and yeah. for the rest of your life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. gets mangled every time again. And, and, and we just, I just mangled it. Yeah, like, on we our just, show. we so just screwed we it up. I mean, <laughs> what is it about this movie? Nobody can get the lines right. I, I don't, don't get know. It, what but a bunch I, of idiots. I, I know. We just saw it. Posers, man. I mean, it, uh, you don't like Casablanca. You can't yeah. even say the line. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll wear it. Me too. <laughs> Whatever. At yes. least I've seen it multiple times. There, and there I you go. Even own it. Yes. Come on, people. <laughs> um, but yeah, that. I mean, it's an amazingly tremendous sacrifice Rick is making. He's not only going to like be pretty much dead on the spot once they leave. Right. He's never. Even if he survives, he's not going to see her again. Probably. Right. His his whole whole life has changed. He's completely... It's a 180 from where he was at the beginning of the film. The life he wanted is no more. And you always talk about characters have to change, you know, throughout movies. They don't have to, but that's the big, you know... That's the thing. Like, most of the time they do, and it's great that they do. In in, 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 uh, works of fiction, storytelling, characters are supposed to have an arc. Yes. Yeah. Um, And this is Rick's. Um, And she eventually goes on that plane, you know? Yeah. To keep Laszlo going. And she she knows it's 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 not the man she loves, but um, it's for a cause that is very important, and and the the fate of the world right. is at stake. And it's like he just said, the the you know feeling I'm mangling it. The feelings of three people yeah, don't exactly. amount to a hill of beans. Yes, yes, yeah. You three people, the way you feel about each other means shit right now. That's right, because the world is about to end. Absolutely, and we have to do something bigger. Yep, yeah. So, yeah, it's right. great, man, and mm-hmm. it's a wonderful way to end it. And luckily for Rick, for for the fate of yes, Rick, yes. Um, Major Strasse very stupidly drives to the airport by himself. Yeah. He doesn't gather his men, and they all come in a paddy <laughs> wagon. Like, it's, they, they should be he in takes, a jeep. He's like, on. I'll drive separately. I have to be somewhere after what this. What the yeah. flying fuck? Yeah. I, dude, you suck. Yeah, how did you get into your position? Like, his men are coming, but he just gets there first. But he gets there, like, maybe 30 seconds before they do, and he gets himself killed. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to call reinforcements or somebody. Yeah. Call, gets on the phone, stop the plane, something like that. And Rick's like, I was about to kill my buddy here. Of course I'm going to kill you right. if you don't stop. And he keeps doing it. He keeps taking the call, then blam, shoots him. Right. Rick murders a high-ranking officer in the Nazi army. Yeah, goddamn right. Yes, he does. You know? <laughs> right in front of a high-ranking French officer. 
right, exactly. <laughs> Who luckily for him is on the take and will just do whatever is yeah. like he said. He, got, he goes where the wind blows. Yeah, because you think now like, all right, he killed this guy right in front of the other guy. Right. There's no way out of this now. But then, you know. The other 10 Nazi officers who were just running a little late, you know, <laughs> show up. Yes. And Captain Renault says, oh, no, he's been shot. Round up the usual suspects. Round up the usual suspects. <laughs> awesome. Well, were, they, were they French army people who showed up or was it Nazi people? I can't remember. There are some French guys. So it's like a mix. Exactly, okay. So, yeah. But, yeah, he covers for Rick. He's like, he got shot. Let's find who did it. Right. <laughs> Um, which is, I mean, Bogey's like, got his hand in his pocket with that gun, uh-huh, you know, like uh-huh, right there. <laughs> right. And it's like, it's so crazy that, that he just like, it's all about self-preservation. Yeah. I know it's not about like, I'm going to help Rick because I'm so noble. It's, uh, you know, I, what can I get out of this? Yeah. You know, exactly. Um, now I'm in charge for the moment anyway. And I mean, like there were no witnesses, only me and Rick know what happened. So no one can ever prove that Rick. Yeah, uh, killed this guy except me. So right. yeah, let's go for it. Yeah, now now he's got uh, some leverage on Rick. You know, yeah. we don't get into this like the movie ends on a high note like this and a almost a happy note. Like, yeah, Rick's fine. Everyone's fine. They escaped. Right. You know, the Nazi is dead. You know, <laughs> yes. so that's it. They walk off into the fog. Uh-huh. In the famous line, "This is the beginning of a beautiful friendship." Right, and that's it, man. Yeah, he, he does. He does have knowledge of what really happened, but I guess like he's and he's got something on Rick, but he doesn't really even have something on Rick because it's still his word against Rick's. That's true. You know, so yeah. him knowing that, that Rick actually killed him doesn't even matter. And pretty much everyone else in town probably knows these freaking guys will lie through their teeth to get what they want because nothing <laughs> no is, one can trust them because like throughout the movie there's this one there's this uh like german pickpocket who's going around yeah like, that's, you know? that's funny uh and i mean everybody everybody is crooked yeah like the whole city is is just full of of like bunko artists um and <laughs> yeah I, I i can't imagine living that way but here we are so i guess they're both free to go now yep. do whatever they want yep Maybe Rick opens up his cafe again. I don't know. Yeah, and, and maybe Rick's American is now in, you know, Rabat or something. Or maybe he goes to Algiers or something. Yeah. I, you know, whatever. It's some place where he can, like, you know, operate where no one will know who he is. Um, and I, I hope he's now out of the business of, of uh, isolationism. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he just did something very helpful to the to the cause, to the resistance. So that's yeah. good. He'll always have yeah. that. But I hope he doesn't just revert now that Ilsa's back out of his life. You know, honestly, I feel like he does. Mm. I feel like that's what happened. He helped her because he loved her. And in a way that's kind of selfish, her happiness kind of will make him happy. So that's still kind of number one in a way. I'm kind of just reaching here. But okay. like, I don't think he's going to flip exactly to be like all right now i'm fighting you know with the rebels and right. you know fighting darth vader now not doing <laughs> yes. anything like that right. so uh he's probably gonna do most of the stuff he was doing before i imagine okay yeah, yeah. i mean yeah, i because i mean even though he had a full character arc it, it doesn't mean that like he's now going to like go out there marching right yeah. i can't see him doing that even because no. he, even the 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 last move he made was still almost practical you know yeah uh, he yeah, did it for practical way, reasons yeah but we don't know what happens. Right. They didn't make Casablanca 2. No. Um, unfortunately. Not for trying. I'm the only person who ever said Yeah, right? It, it almost <laughs> happened. Yeah? You know? When was that? Uh, like, it's it, it was like 40 years later. I mean, yeah. it, I, I read about some, like, like possible, like, sequels and everything like that. And, and some of them, I guess, happened in, like, uh, 
like fan fiction form. Okay. You know, um, and at one point they were they were talking about remakes. Yeah. Um, there was going to be one that like uh, took place in Iran in Iraq. Uh-huh. Um, that that was like Madonna was trying to get it off the ground somehow. Okay. And it, but it was going to be essentially the same story. I um, could see late '80s Madonna being in Ingrid Bergman. But this was going to be like 2003. Oh, you know? okay. Uh, this was so. like during the Iraq War. Okay. You know, which is ooh, don't uh, yeah, even. I mean, it's don't do this. It's I know it's shameful. You know, can't do it. Hollywood man, they uh, are out for number one. <laughs> that's right. They, they don't stick their neck out for nobody. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that sucks. I know, but I'm it? glad it didn't happen. I'm, gl- I'm I know because we have we have now just this like. We have this movie that, which is, as we said before, it's classic Hollywood and it's the movies, you know, this is what you think of when you think of classic Hollywood. Yes. It's so iconic. You can't not think about this. Like we said at the start, everyone knows what this movie is. Even if you haven't seen it, you've heard about it and you can quote it. It's so iconic that it's in our podcast logo. It is, man. Um, It is. So, yeah. And we hadn't even done it yet. I think every other movie in the logo we had done. Uh, there's a couple others that are not that haven't been done either. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I you're believe. right. And I'm trying to think through. I'm like, all right, what's in the what's in the top like a, left? What's some like it? hot is in there, and we haven't done that one. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll have to. Right. Um, all right. Anything else, Dave? No, I don't think. I think we've covered everything. Man, yeah. I mean, that's a first. Yeah, we ran out of things to say about Casablanca. Right. <laughs> I mean, we could probably ramble forever, but yes. Uh, yes. we got to cut it short, people. Yes. We've got things to do. Uh, would you recommend the movie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, that's. I feel that I feel so dumb asking well, you that right now. Well, every time we do a movie like like this, that's yeah. so famous, and so, I mean, obviously, yes. Yeah, so there, there's the recommendation is just secondary, but yeah, people, listen. I'm telling you, as a you know, I'm 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 gonna go real dead on you, full on. You know, you got to see this. If you haven't seen Casablanca, then what are you doing with your life? Yeah. Get out there right now and see it any way you can. Yeah, I always hate when people are like, you haven't seen this? Oh, my God. Right. I hate that shit. But if you tell me you haven't seen Casablanca, I'm going to be like, you haven't seen it. You have to see it. Ex- I'll do it to you. That, that is, I that will is be that guy. it's justified. Exactly. Yeah. Like, get your ass in gear and see Casablanca. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Um. All right. So that wraps things up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the show anywhere you get your podcast. Rate it and review it. And most of all, share it. That gets more dudes listening to the dudes. You can also go to dudesonmovies.com and find anything you need right there. Yes, and we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Look for Dudes on Movies and our email address, dudesonmovies@gmail.com. And Dave, we have a question of the week. What is the question of the week? Uh, what movie romances rival Casablanca? Ooh, the answer is none. Right. So uh, call the voicemail, 628-400-DUDE. That's 628-400-3833. And stay tuned next week when we do 2006's Idiocracy. Directed by Mike Judge and starring Luke Wilson and Maya Rudolph. So until next week, I'm your dude Scott. I'm your dude Dave. And we'll see you next time. Hey.